This episode of Boss Rush After Dark is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash Media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative b- podcast show for the Boss Rush Network. I'm your host, Laron Dawkins, and uh, even though I seem very low key tonight, trust me, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy, so so don't let the voice fool you and whatnot. But I will say this: I am also super excited for my co-host to be back here with me, as always. Hi, Stephanie. How's it going? Doing well. I'm chilling like a villain with my kitty cat here, and I I kind of agree. You barely yawned in the last podcast, so I know what I know. was up with that. What, what I was, was like up with that? Paying attention, particularly because you brought it up. Like he's not <laughs> yawning. Here, well, it's, it's it's like it's like it's a thing or something, right? Like I, I yawn all the time, <laughs> and it's not it's not even because like I'm bored or not not checked or you know checked out what or whatnot. I think it's I think it's the matter of that I'm sitting in my computer chair at my desk and um, and because like I work from home I'm an IT guy and stuff like that like me doing this stuff is cor- is correlated somewhere in my brain as more work even though technically it is work it is <laughs> yeah so yeah so there's no look inside my this this wild and ridiculous brain of mine but also <laughs> also wild and ridiculous tonight is uh, Corey Derrick hey sir. Hello, I am here. I'm ready to cast a pod. Mm. Look, here's the thing, Laron. Mm-hmm. I know that you've been tired the last couple of weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, take I'm a, still tired. Take, take a week off. Steffi and I can handle this. Just take a week uh, off. If there's, like, if, there, if Says yes. the guy who can't take anything off. Yeah, there's that but too. That, I could if I wanted to, but I, I don't know, want I, to. I just poke fun, that's all. I know. Here's the thing. I want to, or I, it's not that I, it's not that I want to take a break. It's just that I need more time to do all the things that we do and there's not enough time. So anyways, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do this. This is like <laughs> visual. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so, so the, the usual question goes, how is everybody doing? Like it's a, it's a Wednesday night. Like, you know, uh, it's Tuesday our, night. It's our, it's oh, a I'm Tuesday sorry. night. It's a Tuesday night. Wow. <laughs> thank well, you. It's thank our, we're all thrown no, off by that. Thank you for correcting me because like I would have gotten, I would have gotten up tomorrow morning thinking it was actually a Thursday. I, I, I would have. Yeah. Uh, which would have been sad for me because the, uh, because the series finale for Star Trek Picard happens this week. And uh, oh. and I'm not ready to lose a I'm not ready to lose a Star Trek show. I'm I'm not. <laughs> but Picard aren't there new promised... ones every day? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Picard was only promised for us for three seasons anyway, so it's just fulfilling it's just fulfilling its obligation and stuff like that. But you know, still like you know, like uh, I kind of I, I really hate when my TV shows end. I, I really do, you know. Um, it's just it's just a thing, and sometimes, and this is why sometimes when like shows are like on on streaming sites, and you know, like they have all the episodes laid out, you know, like it's hard for me to like when I know like it's the final season, it's hard for me to like watch the final season, you know, when when they do the Netflix dump where it's like all the episodes of the season are right there in front of you and stuff like that. 
which is why I kind of appreciate like the Mandalorian, you know, um, you know, Star Star Trek, you know, the various iterations of it and stuff like that, having the week by week formula and stuff like that. Speaking of the Mandalorian, like man, like season three didn't start off strong strong for me, but man, like getting into the finale this week is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I uh I haven't I need to catch up on the Mandalorian, but I don't know. I, I it's I it's... accidentally binged I actually I actually binged the entire season up to the up to the up to like the current episode, like over the weekend. It was an accident because I didn't want to watch that many episodes, and and then I and then I realized I realized I was like, wait, did I just watched the penultimate episode. Like, is the finale this week? <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, I'm. I need to catch up. I I've been I was watching the Halo show, so I couldn't be bothered by the Mandalorian until that was over. Cool, cool. And uh, have you finished it? I did. Okay. All right. Um, I feel like we need to save for we need to save for Bosphorus Pod and not uh, not after dark then. Well, what we should do, Laron, is do a rewatch. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So, I mean, yeah, I could I could definitely stand to see more naked Master Chief. Yeah, I could I can do that. <laughs> it's Master Cheeks, sir. <laughs> you know, I think that was a I think that was a thing on a, on on social media for for a hot minute while that first season was uh, was actually live. It was, dude. There's only like two scenes where they they. <sighs> True. The internet True. man. True. Get but over. I mean, get over but, it. But come on, but come on, man. Like, like we all we we all strive to have an ass that we can Here's, bounce quarters off of, though. Look, for like 15, 20, how long has Halo been around? Like twenty years. Everybody's like, "Oh, Master Chief, take your helmet off. Take your helmet off." First thing he does in the show is take his helmet off. Put the helmet er- fucking back on. And everybody you. and everybody loses their goddamn minds. What do you want, guys? Come on, <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Honestly, honestly, I don't even want, I don't even think I want to know what what Master Chief looks like. Has he ever taken a mask off in the games? Uh, in Halo, I mean, 4, to the point to the point where we've seen his face. I don't care about like he takes it off and we see just the back of his head, you know. No, he takes it off. You can see from like his like his lower lip to his chin. So he doesn't look like Anakin Skywalker versus uh, following the volcano. No, he looks like <laughs> from here down he looks like generic white guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, his name is John, so You know, yeah, all sure. you know what they yeah. say about white guys, they all look alike. Shit. His last name is probably Smith. <laughs> uh, oh man! Uh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Corey. Like, let's 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 definitely do that. Like, let's 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 collaborate and get that. And get that I uh, get, I want to. I I think we're going to. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, I the produ- the production value of the show is just amazing, and you it know, was, like it really it was it good. really pisses me off. It really pisses me off because like nobody watched it, you know, like when it was live, wow. you know. Well, nobody. When I say nobody watched it, because like it got serious, seriously good accolades and stuff like that. But when I, when I say nobody watched it, I mean nobody in my circle of friends, you know, or circle of gaming friends who are in the Halo watched it because I don't know shit about Halo. I I only played the first game, um, yeah. and I and I and um and. It, I I played it and it's it wasn't enough for it to like cement itself with me as far as like the lore and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. like I enjoyed the series, you know, like the the first season of the series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, but yeah, I swear the thing, nobody the else about to it, watch it. Yeah, the thing about it with me is like I've played through all the Halo games. I think they're fun. The story is not 
what kept me playing Halo. It was the shooting the aliens with stupid fun guns and driving cool vehicles, right? So, like, guess what? Sh- show nails all that. Cool guns and aliens and cool ships and, uh, you know, whatever. I And I get that Halo has all this lore and people kind of care about the Halo lore. And I'm just like, great. You go care about your Halo lore while I go have fun over here and watch aliens blow up. So kid, yeah, kids apparently in the first 10 minutes. Of the movie. Oh man. Show the Yo, show. you know yeah. what? Any show, any show or movie that is just indiscriminate about killing kids, you, you know, zero fucks are given. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, because it's one of those things like I can, I can count, I can count on both hands. The number of times I've seen a movie where like kids where where, where kids died and it wasn't actually a part of the actual, like, you know, like, like plot device. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. You know, yeah, you know, like you know, like shows are about wars and holocaust and stuff like that. Yeah, you kind of expect kids to die and stuff like that. You know, like you know, yeah. And Quan, and Quan story, Quan story was like secretly the best part of the whole show. Like that show uh, revolved around her. Real, it wasn't yeah. a yeah. It wasn't a Master Chief show. It was a her show. And yeah, you know, she was cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, enough about that. Um, enough so, about Master uh, so, Cheeks. Yeah. So, uh, so just in case you're new here, uh, this is the uh, this is Boss Rush After Dark. This is the show where we talk about stuff that we don't that's not always here on the other uh, network shows. Uh, check all the details out in our show notes, or whether you're watching on the YouTube side or or you're listening to it on the audio podcast side, and you'll find out not only where to get in contact with me and my wonderful co-hosts here, but you'll also uh, know how to like do things for for like the Boss Rush Patreon, where you can get shows early. Um, as well as just uh, hanging out with us in our community and stuff like that and checking our website, bossrush.net. So there you go. Uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about some topics tonight, though, because I know this is what you're what you're in for. And um, I don't know. We, we kind of promised that we kind of go back to form, but I'm not sure if this episode is going to have it just yet. But who knows? Might, might, might surprise you. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone got a topic for us tonight because I am I am fresh out. I, yes, I have no topics. <laughs> I I do. And it's something it's something I want to talk about and kind of you you guys you guys have known me for a while. And it's certain things it's easy for me to open up about and other things it's harder for me to open up about. And this is something I've actually been talking with my wife about quite a bit the last couple months, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh and um so I am going to go get get checked out. That sounds bad, but uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go get checked out for um, ADHD, anxiety and depression. Okay. Certain are things that I am going to we are looking for a doctor right now to see what the next step is for any of these things. And if I actually have some of these things, which I know we all have certain levels of stress and anxiety and depression and, um, but just some of the things that we've been kind of, because my, my nephew has recently gotten diagnosed with ADHD and, um, my wife was talking to her therapist about ADHD and like, what are the signs and um i'm actually going to talk to her about it too because there's just all these signs that kind of 
point to it. And like, it, I'm not like trying to self-diagnose myself. I just want to see like, if I do have it, what's the next step? And if I don't, then what is causing certain things Yeah, in me to do certain things? Like, I don't know. I've had, I've been really, I've had a lot of anxiety over the last few weeks because of a lot of different things, you know, and you know, this and work and looking for a house and, uh, you know, just trying to reorganize everything. And I've always need something to work on. I always need something on in the background. I always need to do a bunch of different things. And I start new things when I am panicking about other things. It's like this whole rabbit hole of things that, Mm. and I just, uh, I don't know. It's something that has been bothering me for a while. And, um, I think mental health is should be taken more seriously by, you know, people who, you know, everybody says it should be taken more seriously. It should, but I think in my case, at least I don't take it seriously at all. I like to not, (laughs) I don't like to admit things or, and it's just hard because, you know, I think we all grew up in a generation where our parents were like, suck it up, bottle it in take a walk whatever you know and it's like i don't know i i think that that step needs to be taken to you know learn more about it and see what i can do to prevent certain things or focus myself more on doing things that i you know enjoy or not or if i'm working like not getting distracted by 75 other things or not freezing up when I'm panicking about something, you know, just those sorts of things. And so, Hey, not to be cliche, but I genuinely mean this, this step is probably one of the biggest steps you can take. Like making that decision. Like I am going to talk to a medical provider about it. That's a humongous step. Most people just don't even get there. Um, Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's like it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'll get to it eventually, or I'll do it at some point. I I'm just too busy right now. But it's at the point where like, you know, my wife has been really understanding about a lot of things, and I get another thing that's kind of pointing to it is like I get so wrapped up in certain things of like I got to do this, I got to do this, and you know, tonight is like a perfect example of like, you know, I was late to our recording tonight, and I was getting upset because i'm like we have a guest i have to be here at this time i gotta be ready and you know sometimes you just gotta take a step back and hope people understand that they know why you're late you have a kid that needs your help and you know okay kids don't always go to bed on time and like it's really hard for my mind to process that and like okay we're gonna go to bed at seven we're gonna start our bedtime routine at seven forty-five. You're going to be in bed by or asleep by eight twenty. I'm going to go to the bathroom and wash my hands and brush my teeth and get ready for the show, and I'll be ready by eight thirty or eight thirty-five. Right? Like that's that's how my mind processes the nightly routine, and it doesn't always work like that. And when it doesn't, I get really frustrated. And I used to not understand why I would get frustrated because it's just like it's just what happens, but like I'm trying to be better at understanding that 
it doesn't always happen that way. And that working with people who are, have kids or are a little bit older and have responsibilities, like understand, like hopefully they understand that, you know, and then my wife also understands that like my brain doesn't always work like that either. So I'm laying there trying to get my son to go to bed. She's like, do you have a guest tonight? I'm like, yes. She texted me this and I, and she's like, I'll be in in a minute. And I said, okay. Like, cause she like is helping me through this too, until we figure out what's really like wrong or what's really happening with my brain, you know? So not really a topic. It was more like a vent. <laughs> may i ask because uh, by no means am i going to try and diagnose either because i only have a farm d not an md but do mm-hmm. you like looking back the whole hindsight 2020 do you feel like as a child you potentially had an attention deficit with that was obviously masked by you know cultural views of oh you're just a kid just suck it up like are you looking back oh yeah like, oh, oh okay. yeah yeah, hundred a hundred percent, and it, especially with like school stuff, mm. you know, and like I was always very particular of how things should be, you know. Even I think that's why, like, I think that's why something like football came easy to me because there's like certain, you know, when a play is drawn out, right, and you look at, okay, these these defenders are lined up like this. So you got to do this if they're lined up like this, or if they're lined up like this, you got to do this. And it was very specific on like, things were very specific, right? Whereas like other sports that I played, like, you know, volleyball or basketball aren't always drawn up like that. And you just kind of have to go with it. And I think those were harder for me to understand. Or like in school, you know, art came very natural for me. And like reading was like comprehending reading and comprehending was also really hard for me. I don't know why, because that seems like a very specific thing, but certain thing, certain things in school were very hard for me, but other things came very easy to me. Okay. I think it's I worth mentioning. I actually took a, um, I had a CE about ADHD, uh, a little bit more on the pharmacological side, but it's really important to kind of look at when adults get diagnosed, you know, ADHD mm-hmm. doesn't really just show up out of nowhere as an adult. It's, you, mm-hmm. it stems from childhood. It's just that unfortunately mm-hmm. the adults yeah. that I diagnose are usually because as kids, they weren't really given the opportunity to be diagnosed with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely I would recommend giving it your childhood history. Um, Cause that'll be important. Um, no, but I appreciate yeah. you bringing this up because not to, you know, May, we're not in May yet, but we're close to May. May is um, Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's certain groups of people that I've kind of reached out to to kind of do something with for Boss Rush. Like uh, Guardians Mental Health is like a, a destiny group that is like, uh, you know, destiny. Stephanie, you you yeah. met them at uh, at PAX and they've been a very strong source for a long time and uh, mental health advocates and stuff. And, you know, just to go back to what you said, have I noticed, like if I go back to like when I was a kid or teens or whatever, and noticing certain things, I'm like, I'm comparing what my nephew is kind of going through now because he's been diagnosed and like, 
his, what he does and, you know, what it takes for him to listen to certain things or comprehend certain things. And I was totally like that when I was a kid. And like, instead of like trying to help my, you know, my parents would just like yell at me and tell me to go whatever, do whatever. And like, that was just how we grew up. And I never really thought about it because it was never a big part of discussion, you know, like, oh, well, maybe I do need help. And, uh, you know, instead of like, when I didn't understand math, right, this this is an example that I kind of look at when I when I wasn't doing very well in math, um, instead of like, signing me up for like the 101 class, basically, in like, eighth or ninth grade or whatever my my mom put me in the honors math class because she thought if i was with smarter kids i would do better what type of logic and like that, so that just gave you more anxiety and like i was like uh she put me in like ap physics oh when my I wasn't, gosh when i wasn't interested in science like what at all <laughs> You know and, what? Uh, I, it I, it just go, it just continues to to help me realize that you know like a lot of shit that we go through you know in our in our walks of life as individual adults is all some type of generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so like I just kind of look at things like that where like mixed with like the stress of school and sports and like the art classes I was taking and like all these different things and having my focus spread thin really didn't really do any, any favors either. Well, I bet. So that was just, I don't know. I, that was just something I wanted to like, I think that's why I have such a hard time focusing on this too. Sometimes, you know, where like, I want to do all these different things. And I try to do everything and then I realize I can't do it all. And then I get really like frustrated or whatever. And then, you know, and, and I think that's what we're kind of changing, you know, for Basra stuff is for the better because we're, it's more, a more focused thing uh, instead of trying to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, you know. And I think selfishly that's going to help me in the long run to kind of push us you know, help us do better <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, be better, do better. That makes sense because the whole point of the spectrum of mental health, mel- mental illness, whatever you want to call it, it could, because it's not concrete like high blood pressure where you have two consecutive readings and it's over a, a set number and boom, you have high blood pressure or you take a test and indicators show, oh, you have a bacterial infection. Like, you know, with mental health, there's really not a lot of real tangible ways to diagnose. So a lot of what's in, I think it's like the DSM, I forget what the the acronym is, uh, when diagnosing um, mental disorders or, you know, stuff like that, it has to do with impact on daily living. So, kind of like what you mentioned in the beginning, like we all have some level of not paying attention to everything. We have bouts of depression and we get anxious over certain things. But when it starts crossing the line to of it being a chronic or mental health type of issue is when those things transcend beyond 
a depressive episode. Like someone dies, you do get depressed, but you, you know, it's a situational thing versus being in actual depression or having actual anxiety where it impacts your work and or family life and or relationships Mm -hmm. and or et cetera. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I can see you talking about, you know, your family life and, and your professional life and your life with the podcasting. So it, it, it's a lot of self-awareness that you have, Corey, and that's that that's a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's something I wrestled with myself, too, is like, well, everybody gets stressed out about certain things. Right. And like it's I don't know if like the balance is there or, you know what I mean? Like it, it's hard to for me, it's hard to like. How do I want to say this? It's like it, it's like when like sometimes I feel upset about something right that and we've talked about it on the show before where like I'm upset about something but then I like try to put it into a perspective of like well somebody probably feels worse than you about mm-hmm. something that happened to them because the thing that happened to them was worse so you don't need to feel like this because somebody has it worse than you and like I fight myself with that all the time. I'm like, I don't need to feel this way because somebody probably feels worse about something that happened to them. Right. And I fight myself on that all the time too. And my wife is actually the one that convinced me. She's like, you're allowed to feel upset about something just because maybe something happened to somebody else that may or may not have been worse. You're still allowed to be upset about something that's smaller, you know? And Mm -hmm. Your wife is amazing. Like, we need more people like her because, listen, I get it. I I do have a little bit of old school mentality where sometimes in certain situations, yeah, suck it up. But again, Mm -hmm. certain situations. And it Mm -hmm. used to get under my skin when people would say, you know, it could always be worse or someone out there has it worse than you. It's not Mm -hmm. like I wanted to be selfish, but it's kind of like duh no fucking like like (laughs) of course like there's someone who's probably i hate to like i'm not making light of it at all starving and doesn't have a roof over their head or whatever Mm. i understand that there's a lot worse going on but i hate how some people like won't let let you want to feel and it could be you your Mm -hmm. own worst enemy it's okay to be upset by something and it does not need to be a competition of who's having a worse day or worse time that's exactly mm-hmm. what my wife said. She's like, it's not a competition. You're allowed to feel a certain way, you know? And like, but like the way I grew up, it was always that way where like, you know, oh, like I, so I remember specifically one time growing up, like I felt really bad about something for like, I don't know, a couple of weeks, but I couldn't tell anyone because like my dad had just got laid off. Well, forced into retirement uh from Goodyear and like I couldn't share how I felt because I knew my dad felt way worse (laughs) at the time about his situation and you know that kind of always was like the 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 event that made me like oh well I, I it made that stick in my head where like somebody might be having it worse than you are right now you know yeah. and force me into that which don't get me wrong losing your job sucks especially when you have a family mm-hmm. at home and you're trying to support them and you don't know what the next step is uh you know and i've i've i didn't really appreciate it at the time because i was a dumb i don't know 
teenager coming, you know, going to, I don't know. I don't know how it was like 20, 21, 22 when my dad lost his job. But I don't know Then my dad made a bunch of smart decisions and I mean, they're fine now, but it's just like that initial shock, you know, and so. But anyways, that was that's that was what I was wanting to share. I appreciate you sharing that. It's uh... Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanted to seek a therapist just to kind of get a scope on my, what I thought I had OCD um, Mm -hmm. back at like the end of high school. And I hate to say it, a lot of it was just probably stemming from my parents. I love them and I still love them, but generational Uh trauma, we can probably go more into another day. But yeah, when I, I finally ran them ragged, so they caved quote unquote and just picked some random nearby psych, psychologist or something and uh he took them in first talked to them then i went and talked to him and then he put us all in one room together and he looked at me goes there's nothing wrong with you you can go home i'm like huh (laughs) like what (laughs) that was a horrible experience because then my parents were like rubbing it in my face even more so i just was miserable and you know i was on there under their insurance for a long time until i was employed post-college that was really the the first time i could actually go and finally seek help and it's not like i definitely have a disease and i need to take pills pills to the answer no i just like felt i was banging my head against the wall i was barely functional there was a time like a lot of my initial ocd was like knocking or tapping like so obsessively that sometimes i would be late to things because i needed to like complete what I was doing or else my brain wouldn't let me leave. I know it sounds weird to describe. I mean, I used to do, I used to do that too. Like tap, (laughs) like I had to tap like a certain amount of times on the table or something. Oh my gosh. I'm not alone. (laughs) No, like I used to tap. I used to have to tap like when I was just like, if I was waiting on something and I, I just had to tap, I had to tap at least eight times the table. Like my hand, like I'm kind of mimicking it on my desk right now, but nobody can see. So I don't know why I'm telling you that, but like, I would just have to like tap like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then I could like go do something else, you know? And, you know, it was, I did that for a while, especially when I was like really nervous about something or like, I knew that something was going to happen that my parents weren't going to be very happy about, or, you know, it, if my if my cousin did something wrong, my cousin lived with us for a while, and uh, if she did something and she wasn't home, I would usually get the raw end of the stick, even though I, it wasn't my fault, you know. And I would be like really nervous and like, you know, I would sit there and tap, or I would like, you know, sit there and I would be like frozen, you know, because I knew something was going to happen and I would get the raw end of it. <laughs> because sucks but you know it's it's you know that's where i just pushed forward to seek help it wasn't like a pity thing it's just like i just want to see what's up and here's the therapy later and unfortunately a lot of trial and error with medication you know thankfully i'm down to a good therapist and i went from several meds to just one and hopefully one that i won't need to be on for the rest of my life so and i'm in knock on wood, the best headspace that I've ever been in my entire life right now. So I wish you luck, Corey. I'm glad you're kind of 
putting your feelers out there and, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. hurt to just chat with a provider and hopefully whatever provider you do, you do get is a good one. Cause unfortunately there's some shitty ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my sister-in-law has a pretty good therapist that my wife just started going to. And I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if that'd be like a conflict of interest or not, but like they really like her. And even if I don't stay with her, I think I'm going to start there just because they trust her and it makes it easier for me, you know? So, um, and then I don't know. I, we're, I'm going to go to the doc, like a doctor in a couple weeks to get everything else kind of squared away and figured out and, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it just take it. It took a long time for me to get to this spot, this headspace. And, I don't know, especially with like a lot of things that happened last year with like, I don't know, actors or people that I looked up to, right? And like suicides and stuff because like they never really looked like they or seemed like they were unhappy or in a headspace. And I don't ever want, you know, not that I'm like suicidal or anything, but like I never want anybody to wonder either that's close to me about, are you really okay? Are you Uh. or like, you know that kind of thing if you want to be a Patreon producer head on over to Patreon patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger Austin Campbell Celeste Roberts Christian S Sana Dierig Francisco Santillan and Rebecca Jewell thank you for your continued support Yep, and I'm still, I'm still pitching, uh, I'm still pitching a no hitter as far as. Um, I thought you were gonna so, say. Pitch, I thought you were gonna say pitching a tip. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're 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 obviously not doing that type of episode tonight. <laughs> not with you. Not with you laying it all hot and heavy about uh about about you know. Uh, I'll add this real quick uh, to, to to your topic. Um, when I was a kid, I definitely was uh, uh, was it was diagnosed with uh, hyper, uh, attention deficit hyper disactive, uh, hyper, hyperactive disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't remember, but my mom said I was put on medication for it for a while. But it, but um, but the medication, uh, I believe it was Ritalin. Uh, but she said she did not like the way the medicine reacted with me and stuff mm. like that. So she didn't have me on it long and stuff like that. But um, I do know this: my my brain, my brain is like one of those. It it it's everywhere all at once. It's, <laughs> um, you know, and even now, like you know, sometimes like it's hard to gather focus. And you know, like a while back, I used to call. Them, I used to say I was pretty good at multitasking. And then I learned. Then I learned like when the last month or so that like, I am terrible at multitasking. And you know, like mm. multitask. You know, multitaskers. You know, and 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 ADD and ADHD are not. You know, like common things. You know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, you know, like it's it's got me. In, it's got me at this phase where like forty seven years old. Like I'm starting to question myself and you know things. You know, I had an aptitude for math and science and stuff like that. And now it's just like man, like uh, like my brain literally breaks sometimes when I have to like do 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 things beyond the scope of like simple math. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. Um, yeah. Like my job. Like my job is my job. Like it's texted at a computer all the time and stuff like that, and it's easy to get distracted. You know. Oh yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and and sometimes it just feels like my brain is the biggest hindrance and stuff like that. So yeah, so yeah, I I I totally get where you're coming from, and you know, it also doesn't help. It also doesn't help that I'm kind of like empathic. You know, like I I tend to I tend to feel things, especially like you know when other people are feeling things too and stuff like that, and that that also can put me in a different, in a different headspace, you know, like where times when I'm like, I need to focus, but you know, like I'm just worried about what other people are, are thinking or doing or how they're acting and stuff like that. And it's just, it's yeah. So yeah, let, let us, let us, let us know. Like you don't have to, you don't have to say it on the show, but let us know, like Stephanie and I know like how this journey goes. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder if like undiagnosed, concussions from playing sports especially football had anything have anything to do with like the way my brain has evolved over the years or you know not that I like played in the NFL or anything but I did play in college for a while and like you know I I don't know I I just playing football since the first grade is like you know that's there's a lot of especially (laughs) they definitely weren't the same rules 25 years ago than they are now right because like you can't even make contact now until like middle school now i think and uh you know we were doing full contact sports since first grade and you know i just think your brain probably changes over time (laughs) yeah your brain's still developing at at that young age yeah and you know i i just Certain things too, like I used to be able to remember like everything, like uh-huh. I can memorize things like super easy. And now like I forget things after like 10 minutes, you know, and it's mm. just, it really mm-hmm. bothers me too. So I don't know. Not no, that, I'm even worse. I don't know I'm even I... worse. I've gotten to the point where like I walk into, I, I, I walk out of my room. No, I forgot something. Walk back into my room and like, what the hell did I forget? <laughs> yeah. I, I have not played a, a head injury-ish like sport i mean karate i've been thrown around a few times so it's not perfectly really but quickly on memory i think for me because my memory is it, i i really do think there's something wrong like no jokes aside but it's only been recent or mm-hmm. it started with after i had nikolai so everyone's like oh it's just baby brain because i don't know i've heard people throw that term around baby brain whatever i've never um, heard that before but uh, honestly, I think I, it's part of burnout um, after being put through pharmacy school, kind of almost against my will and busting my ass too much. I just feel like my brain just doesn't want to remember some things. And then also kind of the assault was kind of the third and final straw where my brain's just like, you know, we're going to black out a few things. We don't need to remember everything. See, so. this is why this is why I'm like, man, like, what type of fucking quack ass doctor were you were you seeing that you know like you you survived an assault and like they literally walked in a room and told you in front of in, in front of in front of an audience that there was nothing wrong with you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I I I'd have I'd have made demands to like to like have his license reviewed. <laughs> it's crazy, just. <sighs> well, do we have time for one more? You can if we want. I mean, I guess I'm the host, you know, but uh, but still, you know, like I kind of like to, like, you know, like keep the floor open, you know, if necessary. Uh, Stephanie, was there something you want to talk talk to us about? Oh, mine would be like a, a quick one. It's just more uh, more on the topic of 
trust and trusting others because when you're younger and more naive and the world's a much better place, you like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and kind of trust everyone. As people get older, some maintain it, but maybe with a bit more of a wiser eye and some just completely trust nobody uh, unless they they earn it. So I just kind of want to do like a quick round circle of kind of how does everyone delegate trust nowadays? Like, um, I unfortunately am still a very trusting person. Now, granted, I'm not as naive as when I was younger. Like I have my wits about me, but I'm still a trust, uh, innocent until proven guilty, trust until it's broken kind of person, which I think comes to my detriment in many cases. But I'd like to see with you guys, do you trust first until it's broken or do people need to earn your trust? And if it's the latter, what usually is required for someone to earn your trust? Hmm. That's a, uh, I mean, I'm definitely a trust first person. I know that's kind of, and I, I, not that I want to admit this, but I feel like I'm a little bit more naive to things than I would really like to admit to, uh, just because I want to believe so much that most people are good. Um, you're not alone there. I'm kind of like that. Yeah. And so I, I like to think that people are, are good and, uh, have good intentions. And I know, I know in the, in the long run, that's not always the case, but I like to think the people that I interact with at least, or are going to interact with are good. And so I do trust people. And then as you know, as we get to know, as I get to know people, right. Like then I kind of start making my judgments there of like, Oh, well I would totally trust you to do this, 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 and this, but I don't know if I would trust you to do this type of thing, you know? Um, so that's kind of where I fall. And, uh, what I mean, I like to think that I'm a trusting, uh, people would trust in me to do things too. I don't know what I would have to do to gain people's trust or have them do to gain my trust. Cause I just kind of default to, <laughs> Hey, sure. I trust you, you know, like, I mean, the whole system though is built on trust, right? Like we go into stores and gas stations and like, yeah, there's security measures, but like, 90% of the time it's just built on trust that you're going to carry this item to the cash register and pay for it. Right. I mean, like, mm. or the gas station, right. Where like you go in to get a, get a drink or something at the gas station and they totally trust that you're just not going to walk out with something. Right. And, uh, you're going to trust that when you put your debit card in the, in the slot reader, that somebody didn't put one of them, you know, things in it to, to steal your information. Right. It's, it's all, I don't know. That was that was way deeper than this topic probably was anticipated. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad. I was like, oh man, I'm hoping this isn't a lame topic. And they'd be like, yeah, or whatever. I don't know. Because uh, just real quick, like one of my like a friend of a friend told me, uh, like they have a tattoo. Don't uh, don't trust anybody or trust no one. I'm like, that's a. To tattoo yeah. that on your body, something messed up must happen. Yeah, that's a well, that's they, they trusted somebody. someone enough to put that tattoo on their body. So what the hell, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, Laurent, how about you? I feel like I'm 50-50 for the most part. Like, um, like for the, uh, you know, like it's like, I, 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 I think I do a good, I think I give my trust pretty easily, but I have the, I have a caveat though. Like if, if, uh, if my first impression of you like comes off as like, I don't know if I can trust you, then, you know, you have to kind of work for that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I just will like, just like, just completely like blockade you and whatnot, you know, but, uh, but you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, um, I need you to prove it, you know, you know, and, you know, I don't like doing that because it feels like I test people when I do that, you know, uh, but, you know, like sometimes, you know, and this is kind of the weird thing, like first impressions, you know, can be a bitch sometimes, you know, because someone could just be having an off day, you know, like they, the way they come at you is, is not the way that's, that's ideal for both you or that other person and stuff like that. So, um, I do have, um, so yeah, I, like I said, I'm kind of 50, 50, like, you know, like mm-hmm. for the most part, I will like, I will like you know, like give you, give you the, the trust and respect, like right up front and stuff like that. But sometimes people catch me sideways and I was like, Hmm, let me, let me, let me keep, let me, let me keep you at arm's length for a moment just to see how, just see how you are, you know? Uh, that's a really that's excellent all, uh, point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, uh, I, I also, I also feel like Corey does, like I can be pretty naive sometimes. And, um, and I think back, you know, like when I was, um, fresh out of high school and stuff, you know, like I was in the military and stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of people I gave my trust to that should not have gotten it, <laughs> you know, um, you know, see, I would have, like I would have thought being involved in the military would have made you more like, or like less trusting of people in a way. Not that I'm like judging the government or the military or anything, but like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like a lot of people, at least around here, a lot of people that I know that were in the military, like totally don't trust the military or the government. Oh yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the best trust in the military or the government now. But but growing up, growing up as an as an army brat and stuff like that, you know, um, living kind of that life and stuff like that, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you know, like I just wanted to be a part of and stuff like that. So yeah, that so there's some more of that naivete naivete coming back, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, but now this is to be set up Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, for the mo- for the most part, like for the most part, I'll 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 trust you, you know, at the beginning, you know, and then if you do something to damage that trust, you know, like it's gonna, it might take a little while to like to like work it back up because, uh, I actually thought about doing this for a topic a while back, and it probably will it probably will come up at at, cert- at a certain point, and um, you know, um, uh, the way the way the way the way men are like men men are always trying to validate themselves to other men. Whereas, mm. uh, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, superficially it looks like there's always a competition going on between guys like who, like who can flex bigger, you know, who has the most money in the bank account, who has the nicest car, who has the prettiest wife or whatever and stuff like that. But, but at the end of the day, men are, men are always trying to uh, get validation from each other and stuff like that. And, um, and something I've, something I've learned just from watching people and is that, um, is that, is that when a when a when a, when a, when another man like realizes that you've lost respect for them, they it's like it's like watching someone dig themselves out of like a well that's just filling with water. Like they are trying their best to like get that respect back and stuff like that. Even even they don't even understand why you lost the respect from the first place. I've I've had some people you know like I I you know like they found out I lost respect for them, you know. 
but it wasn't because I directly told them, you know, and stuff like that. And man, like it's like, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like to see like the shenanigans and the hoop jumping that they'll go through to try to get your, try to get, and this is just, just, just on men. Like I don't, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I completely understand how women are. I know, I know women play a different game, um, you know, um, as far as things go and, you know, like, uh, but I'm not, I'm no expert. So, you know, if I was an expert, you know, I probably, I probably navigate with more, I probably navigate more, you know, like, like, like male, female relationships. <laughs> hey, you know uh, what? It, it, I am a cis female and I don't fucking understand how females operate. Maybe that's why I'm very tomboyish because I think my psychologically I'm more, mm-hmm. I don't want to say male. Cause I, now I'm just doing the binary thing, but the, the, yeah, male thing. I don't know where I was going with that. Well, Sorry. here's what I know. I I appreciate women that have more of a, a male oriented more male oriented brain because like they're less prone to rationality, and which means like I don't wind up in like really weird ass arguments with them about <laughs> shit that you know like makes zero goddamn sense. You know, um, it's it's one of the things that is one of the things that I always like. Uh, we will definitely say this for another topic because I don't want to get too bogged down into it. But it's it's just one of those things that you know it's like. It's like, man, like I love women, but I can't put up with their with the bullshit sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, let, yeah. We, I definitely want to put a pin in that and revisit it because I have plenty to contribute to that too. But it's also it's also funny not to keep going on the going on this, but you keep mentioning things on that make me think of other things that I see or hear in my life. When you mention, you know, men seeking validation from other men, and I'm like, there's a couple people that the like horror stories I hear about some douchebags at work. They must be narcissists because they don't really follow that that law, so to speak. Oh, like, yeah. there, there's this guy who, and he's he's young, so he's 26. So to me, that's super young, and he is kind of supervising like a construction group. And he, all he does is talk about all the chicks he wants to bang and whatever. But then if another guy were to kind of not even criticize him, but maybe just say something that he, like, I don't know, some guy must've like challenged him or, you know, not in a mean way, like, fuck you. It's more like, Hey, I don't think this is right. Or, Hey, whatever. Guess what? That motherfucker slash that dude's tires like he just went and like retaliate it retaliated so i'm like going on a slight tangent but it just made me think of i don't know where i was going with that actually I'm, well, oh, I can, it's late I, hopefully you're picking I, up what i'm putting down the run yeah i am yeah i can say i can say this is not so much that he's trying to pick up the he's trying to get validation from like the other person you know or one individual he's trying to get validation from everybody you know it, it be, you know where it becomes and i mean i mean it's definitely a toxic max masculinity trope to, to say that for sure you know um you know nine times out of ten nine times out of ten you know like uh it's a daddy complex or mommy complex you know because like our parents are hard on us in certain certain regards and stuff like that you know like um like i've got people now who like who like i got people now in my life right now who like who like i hear them talk about like the drive just to be like the man, you know, and it's not even, it's not even like in that dude bro sense, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, like, you know, like for example, like, you know, like, um, like, like I heard someone say, you know, like if, uh, they could never marry a woman that had no, that, that has had only fans at any point at any time. 
and and I'm and I'm sitting here like, why have you seen this goddamn economy and stuff like that? Have you have you seen it? Shit, <laughs> you know. And I would challenge that guy. I'm like, are you telling me you've never been on an OnlyFans or heck, even even porn? Like, come on, double standard, dude. Anyway. Yeah. Well. Well. I, his uh his logic was like was like if she if she is the the object of the OnlyFans, you know, and stuff like that, you know. And I'm like. I'm like, hey, like, my whole thing is, like, make money however the fuck you can make money. I mean, like, shit, like, it's only going to get worse, you know, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, and and and, and the re- but the reasoning why, well, you know, like, because at first I thought it was like more the, a disrespect to the woman. It's more that it's more that what are the other men going to think? Oh, interesting. And you know what? I I live I live a life. You know, well, I try to live a life where I say I don't care what other people think. You know, but that's kind of a lie because I do care. But at the same time, <laughs> this is gonna sound this is gonna sound very after dark. But if you aren't if you aren't sucking my dick or you know like you know paying my bills, I don't care what the fuck you think. <laughs> you know, it's I I see other guys actually like almost pimp pimping out their girls on OnlyFans like hey check out my wife who's on OnlyFans so it's just interesting to see like the two ends of the <laughs> spectrum there. Yeah, sometimes 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 the the men are like the managers of the yeah. women's stage show. I mean, it's the same. I mean, it's not the same, but you know, it's the same concept as like Twitch streamers, right? Where like a lot of major Twitch streamers like Dr. Lupo or Gathalion or Ninja, like their wives are their managers. And, you know, I mean, they stream on the side too, but like they're the managers of their husband's kind of per- persona. And so OnlyFans is kind of like the opposite of that. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's just but, some, it's just some, some weird shit. Yeah. We can talk about, we can talk about this more in depth in an, on another show. Like when we, when we want to talk about like, the the craziness of like of like how we want to talk about boobs yeah (laughs) yeah that well um i think that's our show for tonight thanks for letting me uh throw in my topic on trust oh yeah 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 definitely yeah um i uh one last thing on trust though i feel like it's become easier to trust people as i've gotten older really and as my work environment has changed, hmm. mostly because I worked in a restaurant for 12 years and the type of people that they that work there are not always the uh, uh, best people, I would say. Oh, I bet. Including me I at bet. one point, probably, if I'm going to be honest with myself. So, But again, I guess we should wrap up. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us uh, for this episode of Boss Rush After Dark. Uh, we want to thank you all for hanging out and listening, uh, hanging out and or listening to us. Uh, it's always been a pleasure. Uh, on behalf of uh, Stephanie <laughs> and Corey, pleasure. I just want to go ahead and say that uh, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're if you're at least not thinking about being a patron for the Boss Rush uh, for Boss Rush Network. So uh, so definitely like think about that. Like I said, all the information for how to find out about how to get in contact with us, as well as how to like check out things that are happening on BossRush.net, as well as our Discord, our Patreon, and all that stuff, can be found in our show notes. 
So be sure to do that. Uh, let us know, like, hey, uh, hit us up, uh, hit us up in some chat, and let us know how easy it is for 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 you to give away your trust, or if it's something that someone has to work up to. We'd like to know some things about that. Um, and uh, just take care of yourselves, take care of your mental health, and you know, do the things that make you happy because life is short, you know. And you got to have more fun, you know. So uh, on that note. We're out. We will be back for our all new episode of Bossers After Dark. And just remember, we are the show that we talk about the things that aren't always content appropriate for our other anchor shows here on the network. We love you and have a good night. Night. Good night. Bye. Sleep tight. Farewell. So long.